0: The Trump administration this week is making the case for the reorganization of the Office of Personnel Management. As Federal News Network has reported, the upcoming transfer of the security clearance business from the National Background Investigations Bureau to the Defense Department pulls the revenue rug from under OPM. Acting Director Margaret Weikert made the case for the rest of OPM reorganization yesterday to a group of reporters. She says merging what's left of OPM with the General Services Administration could generate savings of up to $37 million a year. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to walk us through the rest of the details. Nicole, what is OPM's financial situation and why is that prompting the administration to push this whole reorg plan?
1: Well, we should first say that the Office of Personnel Management, specifically the acting director, Margaret Weikert, she'll testify before the House Government and Reform Government Operations Subcommittee next week, exactly a week, from from now and the administration is really out there trying to sell this reorganization the financial situation in my mind is the most pressing i think of the reasons why the administration is out there and that's because the office of personnel management faces a 70 million dollar funding shortfall because the national background investigations bureau is moving to the defense department and the security clearances that generated Revenue are moving with it to the Defense Department. This is the first time we have a number behind this abstract concept that I've been talking about on your show, Tom, uh, for weeks at this point. So we know $70 million uh, shortfall. We also know that the move of NBIB and the revenue that it generated, that comes to about $1.3 billion a year that went to the revolving fund that OPM used to fund Yes, the security clearance business, but also other aspects of the agency, that accounts for 80% of the revenue that they get from the revolving fund, all going to DOD.
0: Does OPM have any appropriated funds at all?
1: It does. It has about $260-some million in appropriations. And so now the administration is in a situation where it feels it needs to reorganize and move other functions of OPM to other places, or the agency could have a real financial problem in the coming year or so. And so that's what we're hearing officially, I think, for the first time this week.
0: Interesting. So what else, how else, I guess, does the administration believe it can get this thing done, this reorganization?
1: Well, first, it needs Congress to get involved, and that's why it's out this week really pushing this reorganization proposal. It believes that it will actually submit a legislative proposal in the coming days here that will detail how exactly they want Congress to move OPM authorities, OPM functions. This hasn't been said, but I believe that would include retirement and health services. We think that OPM needs some sort of congressional authority to move that to GSA. Interestingly enough, they're talking about using interagency agreements to explore other ways where they could hire GSA to do work for OPM. They're thinking about delegating specific activities, maybe managing the building. Maybe GSA could take that over. They're also exploring using authorities under Chapter 40 to basically say, OK, the IT scenario at OPM is, has just become untenable. We need someone else to take it over. And that's another authority that they might push and pull on uh, in the coming year to get this reorganization fully realized.
0: We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, so there's a lot of interrelated pieces here. There's the movement of the NBIB, ostensibly so that the background investigations process would be more efficient and not so many backlogs. But that kind of forces the issue of what to do with what's left over from for OPM. And I guess my question is, where do they envision the policy work being done? That is maybe in some sense, at least as far as federal employees are concerned, one of the most important functions OPM has.
1: Exactly. So, Weikert says that not OPM is too distracted, she says, by these other missions that it has going on the the security clearance work, the issues with its IT that have been detailed, you know, multiple times. Ad nauseum. Right. And so she envisions that the policy would be moved to an office modeled after the Office of Federal Procurement Policy within the Office of the President or OMB essentially and she the way she described it recently was that it, it she she more described it as building out OMB's personnel and performance office which already exists and she says putting more resources into that and she said specifically adding 3 people now she clarified no one is necessarily losing their job. There are other people at OPM that do other policy functions. She said those people would be moved, lift and shift to GSA. So for example, if you work on senior executive policy, you would move to GSA. If you work with employee services, the people that put together the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey, they would move to GSA. She also reiterated that You know, this is no one's fault at OPM. She says that, you know, people are inherently um, they, they care about the mission and it is not, you know, something that they themselves have put upon the agency. And that's that's not why this reorganization is being
0: proposed. Sure. But if those people lift and shift to GSA, they carry with them the budget shortfall that has to be made up by Congress. So it seems like the administration has to make the case for why this is better in terms of benefit to federal employees, benefit to the government, and not simply a financial idea.
1: They do. And I think the biggest thing that I hadn't heard before from Margaret Weikert recently is that she says that there is nothing else. OPM cannot move forward. They cannot – Add additional uh, mission activities. They can't fix the IT. She said no money will resolve the IT issues. She said they frankly need to be completely restructured. And this is the proposal that they're offering to restructure it. So, you know, some interesting language, I think, to describe the current situation in OPM. And that is what she'll be testifying to Congress about in the coming days here that yes, the functions that OPM performs will be performed better in a different format.
0: Well, when you think about it, I mean, OPM does have its challenges, IT being one of them. Also, the length of time and the backlog for retirement claims processing, that's never been a lot of fun for the several hundred thousand, I guess, federal employees that retire every year. And sometimes when there's new policies coming out, such as phased retirement, it takes them two years to develop the final rules to carry that out. And so... Definitely there's room for improvement in OPM, so maybe – I guess the feeling is at this administration that just blow it up and start over essentially –
1: yeah. And I think to go back to what we mentioned at the beginning, Tom, the administration, I think, doesn't really have a choice given the financial situation of the agency. It's forced
0: its own hand. It,
1: exactly. And you mentioned cost savings earlier and the 11 to 37 million dollars a year that it envisions saving. And we should specify how exactly it envisions those cost savings will come from. So Weikert said that the biggest cost savings she sees will come from contracts. Different contract vehicles, also using GSA, which provides some of these services itself to do some of this work. She says they don't anticipate leaving the OPM building, the one at 1900 E Street Northwest, for the time being. But this reorganization should free up some space for perhaps others in government to use it, and that would lower their overall overhead.
0: So immediately next then is simply the hearings.
1: The hearings are next. A legislative proposal is coming in a few days, we hear. And I think that'll answer a lot more questions that we have about this.
0: Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
1: When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com.
0: Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target Red Card, you'll save 5% every day, in-store and online. Find the red card that's right for you, whether it’s debit, credit, or Target’s new red card reloadable, which doesn’t require an existing bank account or credit check. With Target Red card, you’ll get exclusive deals and free shipping on most items. Visit target.com/redcard to get all the details. It’s always a great day to save. Restrictions apply.